Welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, the podcast with Nicole and Michael. We get together each week and we talk about a variety of things we've Googled, YouTubed, Instagrammed, and more. This weekend is a big one for Americans, Nicole. Do you know why? Valentine's Day. Well, Valentine's Day is Monday and that is a big deal, but there is something that happens the day before Valentine's Day, which is a little thing called Super Bowl weekend. That's correct. Do you know why the football coach had to go to the bank? He had to get his quarterback. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Funny. So you've been researching football and the Super Bowl all week, which is kind of interesting because you aren't that into uh, sports and things like that, but you've, I think, come across a lot of interesting facts and figures and things. Um where should we get started talking about the Super Bowl, do you think? I don't like football. You don't? I don't. I I prefer to avoid it. Football was a big part of our house growing up, my house growing up. And I think that I just avoid it because it was so integrated into our life. I just now find it overwhelming and frankly boring sorry football fans it's boring (laughs) it's not not your thing now when you were growing up in said football house what were the the big teams that that were important to that family college football so university of michigan and the lions which the Lions, right? Lions? Lions. Yeah, Lions yeah, are the, the Lions. Detroit Lions. Yes. They're the, the NFL football team uh, of Michigan. So, yeah, NFL. Those are the two. There could be others, but I don't know exactly who they are. And and the Lions are not known for winning Super Bowls, per se. I think that they're known for losing Thanksgiving Day games. Right. There was a lot of whining and complaining, which I don't understand why you would pick a team who constantly loses, but there you go. I remember seeing heartbreak uh, in around the TV for people having their Thanksgiving dinner and watching the Lions play. I never remember a positive shout or cheer or, yay, go Lions. It was always, oh, the Lions. No one ever was happy about the Lions. It seems I... like it would make, you're, you're making your hobby be the pursuit of aggravation if, if you're a fan of that. I, I don't know. The, I have no idea why when, and sorry, if women really enjoy sports, but it seems, especially in my family, like an overwhelmingly amount of men pick sports as a younger man or boy. They pick their team and then they're devout to them. And no matter what, they stick with this team, no matter how aggravating this team is. And they're very invested. That's respectful, though, that level of loyalty. Right. But at the same time, these people, they've never met this team. They don't know any of the people who play on this team. The players last at most maybe five years before they get traded often. I have no idea. And they are very attached to these people they don't know at all. I mean, they know them in that they can name them and they, well, they, they know them in a creepy way. 
like if they walked down the street, they they could say, oh, there's so-and-so. He plays sports ball or whatever. But the player would have no clue who this gentleman is. And they're a fan. But if the team loses, the, the fan gets super duper upset. The fan has no control over whether or not the team is going to win or lose. I don't know. It's a weird combination of connections that I personally don't understand. So this is what you've spent your week researching. I know. It seems very weird that now I'm complaining about something that I have no control over. (laughs) Yeah, I spent the entire week, all seven days, looking up Super Bowl history, facts, statistics, football junk, essentially. I know more about this stupid game than I'd ever care to know about. And now I know. Knowledge is power. (laughs) Knowledge is power. The more you know, as they say. So we're talking Super Bowl today then, and we're super excited about it, I can tell. Um, Where should we dig into that? This is Super Bowl 56. It's Super Bowl in Roman numerals, which I don't know my Roman numerals. Do you know your Roman numerals? I'm pretty good for like one through like 10 and some of the teens. I think that the Super Bowl NFL people put way too much credit on the American public that they are going to know what LVI, LVI, LV1 means. I think they're overestimating our intelligence. I Sorry, but it, I think they are. It almost sounds kind of like computer parts to me like the lv1 will be coming it's like it sounds like some kind of new motherboard or phone or just call it super bowl 56 and the reason why they changed it from numbers to roman numerals was to make it easier is it really 56 it's 56 right holy moly right so it's between the Los Angeles Rams, which are, their colors are royal blue and gold, and the Cincinnati Bengals, which are black, orange, and white. Now you have a way of picking champions for different sporting events. It's a very scientific way of figuring <laughs> out yes. the when, outcome. When I want to know who's going to win in a sporting game... I look at the colors of the team's jerseys. I don't know why this works for me, but it does. It, I'm just really good at it. So I looked at the colors of these people's jerseys, and I honestly don't care for the Los Angeles Rams, royal blue and gold. I don't like the colors. The royal blue is just too blue. It's it's just the royal blue is not great. It's kind of like University of Michigan's colors it's not Maze the royal blue. blue is just it's very royal blue yeah. it's not pleasant michigan has a nice blue a royal blue is it like dark like navy blue or no it's it's more like a bright blue okay it's not a nice blue sorry los angeles rams i don't care for your colors so their colors not are not winning now let's talk about the other team they're black orange and white I actually like the Cincinnati Bengals. And I was thinking about their two mascots, the Rams and the Bengals. Yeah. Um, 
who do you think would win in a fight between a ram and a bengal? Bengal is a type of tiger? Yeah. A ram versus a tiger. Well, a ram would have the advantage going into the fight. Right. Because, like, they hit really hard up and front. And the horns. But, like, once the tiger gets around them, I kind of think that they would kind of, like, spin and claw, and they would have the advantage at that point, and the ram would be like, Mwah. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I was just bad thinking. sound effect. So you're picking the the Bengals? I am. I don't know who's supposed to win, but I'm voting for the Bengals. Now, I have to say, you know. Cincinnati for the win. Big fan of football that I am. I hear the Bengals, and you know what I think about? The musician group. Yeah, the 1980s. What was their? Walk like an Egyptian. Oh, yeah. Amongst huh. other things. Hazy Shade of Winter. All nice. girl group. They rocked. Hmm. Interesting. Which, speaking of the 80s, of like Super Bowls, you know, we were both kids in the 80s. Was there any Super Bowl memory that really stood out to you from the 80s or even 90s that you're like, that's the that's what I remember the Super Bowl for? No. No? I do. I've got kind of a Super Bowl memory. Tell us, Mid- Michael. Once upon a time, Michael was growing up in the 80s and being a lover of music and iconic characters, he fell in love with the Chicago Bears. Really? Yeah. Super Bowl Twenty. They had a uh, a theme song called the Super Bowl Shuffle that like literally made it into the, the hit parade on radio and things like that. And there was... An iconic player who I really liked, and he was named William the Refrigerator Perry. He was a big guy. He stood six foot two and weighed 335 pounds. Big guy. Uh, and he helped them to win the game. Uh, he also went on to be in a lot of different interesting pop culture things. He was um, part of the whole. 80s wrestling thing with Hulk Hogan. He had an action figure modeled after him, the little three uh, inch or so tall G.I. Joe characters. They had a the fridge action figure. So he was kind of iconic. His later life is kind of sad. He gained weight, got diabetes, um, may have suffered from some of the concussion stuff. So it's not quite as cheery as it was in the 80s for him. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that's my Super Bowl memory of like, if somebody's like, can you remember a Super Bowl, it would be Super Bowl twenty. Well. It's heartwarming, isn't it? It is. It almost makes depressing. you want to watch a Super Bowl. Oh, I also liked the advertisements a lot. I kind of lived for those. And the halftime show. So of the three parts <laughs> of the Super Bowl that I could like, the football, the ads, the entertainment... I liked the entertainment in the end and not so much the football part of it. I didn't dislike the football, but it was more a vehicle to get to the cool advertisements, like the best ads that had the most money spent, the most production, and getting to see amazing musicians. All right. Do you remember who was the halftime performer at that refrigerator game? No idea. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was just too gaga over the Super Bowl shuffle to be able to remember that. All right. The stadium that they're at this year is called the SoFi Stadium. 
It's in Inglewood. I've heard people pronounce it Sophie Stadium, but I also watched a video of the gentleman who built it. Well, not built it, but designed it. And he pronounced it Sophie, so I'm going to go with his pronunciation. What does it stand for? Is it like a... They usually name them after like yeah, banks or... Yeah, I thought it would stand for something as well, but I could not find it. So I just think it's SoFi Stadium. Huh. And the... Maybe it has such a high fidelity. It's like SoFi versus Hi-Fi. I don't know. It's a very expensive stadium. I could not find a specific figure of how much it costs, but the approximation is about $5 billion. It was a pretty expensive stadium. And it is the most vertical stadium in the world. They had to dig down 100 feet and 22 acres into the ground. Whoa. So when you when you enter the stadium, you enter onto level six, and then you go up to go to your seat. Okay. So a lot of people say it's very disorienting because you're not on the ground level. You're on the sixth floor. And is like normal. I don't know a lot about football stadium well, architecture. Do they normally have the stand start at ground level and it's like a bowl that goes down into the ground? I guess. I mean, think about any building you enter on ground level and then you go up from there it's it was designed the whole building you're going to like this the whole building was designed around the board in the middle it's a double-sided 70,000 square feet 4k samsung led board i bet it would be fun to watch netflix on that (laughs) probably the, the man who designed it said that the people who are sitting up in the, he called them the upper deck seats, but let's call them what they are. They're nosebleed seats. They're the cheap seats. They're the sky seats. Yes. He said that they are sitting pretty much nose to nose to this board. And because there are 260 speakers, that board can get very very loud and sometimes overwhelming i would think that would be a distraction it could it also i mean if you're sitting up that high that might be your only way to really see the action on the field that is true i watched a few i'm gonna say a few i watched a lot of tours of this dang stadium i probably know more about the stadium than people who are actually going to the game And they said that it's a little intimidating because the stadium itself is very steep. And so when you're sitting way up in the stands, it's you're very, very high up because it's a very vertical set of seats. And so when you're sitting way, way up in the top, it feels like you're up a mountain kind of and the seats are expensive. For the Super Bowl. Tell me about that. How much, like if I decided, got to go to this, what uh, kind of investment would I have to make? Let's see. Two nosebleed seats in an upper corner are about $6,500. 
So the worst seats are like almost seven grand. Correct. And that doesn't include parking. They don't have parking on site. You have to park off site and take a tram. And parking is $40 per person, not per car, but per person. So if you roll in with one person, it's only 40 bucks for you. But if you bring your family, Correct. if you have a family of four, it's a yes. 160 Yes. So people in the surrounding neighborhoods and the businesses in the surrounding areas have decided to rent out parking spaces for between two and six hundred dollars. So it's, it's a value for everybody. They're supporting local business and yeah. adding value to family and the family just has to walk it in. Yeah. If you want an expensive seat, it's about $147,000 for two seats on the 50-yard line. Well, you know, at that price for two seats, I guess that's not so bad. I mean, you could have two seats and see a game or buy a house, pay cash. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You know, they do say that you can't take your money with you and that you should have experiences in life. So I guess that does embrace that concept. If you like football, I suppose, and if your team is there, if you're a Bengal or a Rams fan, or if you really like the people at the halftime show. I do. I like the halftime shows, but I don't like $150,000 like the halftime shows. I don't know how much are tickets usually to see the the people who are at the halftime shows. How much is the average ticket to see if you went to see him in concert yeah a couple hundred bucks probably then that is not a good deal well i guess if you combined a football ticket and a a concert ticket together so people are making bank on hosting a super bowl event they do make money they make a lot of money there's the the food, the tickets. There's Probably memorabilia, t-shirts, I bet, hats, jackets. There's all that. Programs. The merchandise. That all costs a lot of money. And there's the people staying in hotels and the restaurants in the area. And then there's the jobs that it brings in. But those jobs are short-lived, so. Like a weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can really count those. I think people do count those, but I don't know. So how many people typically do they seat in a stadium of that size? I don't know if you had that detail. I think the SoFi Stadium seats 70,000 people. And then millions around the world get to see it. Right. It's a very popular game, not in just the United States, but people everywhere. One of the big draws this year is betting and cryptocurrency. Some people are calling it the crypto bowl. Why why are they calling it the crypto bowl? They are having ads this year that feature and promote cryptocurrencies and crypto companies. So some people have nicknamed it the Crypto Bowl. Hmm. They're promoting digital currencies. 
So this is like the first year that they're running ads about digital currencies. Yes, digital currencies. That is correct. So that's one thing that is kind of interesting of the Super Bowl that it, you know, it is this big, huge athletic event, but like a lot of major things get announced at the Super Bowl in part because they draw such a big audience. So when you're talking about cryptocurrency here, famously in 1984, there was the Apple advertisement that uh, introduced the Macintosh computer. And there's been like several things like that probably over the years. I love me some advertisements with the Super Bowl. The ads are a big draw. An advertisement for the Super Bowl is astonishingly expensive. (laughs) It costs $6.5 million dollars for a 30-second ad. You know, at that price, it makes me wonder if they show the ads in the stadium on that jumbo screen so that the people sitting on the 50-yard line get the value for their tickets and get to see the 4K version of the ad in the stadium or something like that. That's a good question. I don't know that. I bet they don't. I bet they normally have like other events to keep people entertained during the breaks they probably do because there are 90 total commercials during a three and a half hour game that includes a 30 minute halftime show if it's 6.5 million per commercial that means per 30 second per commercial. 30 second commercial and there's 90 and commercials that's 585 million dollars some people choose to buy 60 second commercials so minute long commercials and some people choose to buy um 15 second commercials and some companies buy more than one commercial slot advertising making it happen since 1990x right and there are at, there are companies who are repeat customers Big companies like Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. Yes, whatever. We're big drinkers in our house. (laughs) Nike. And Nike and Volkswagen. And then there are new, smaller companies like the um, crypto companies. Some of them are crypto.com. The big thing at this Super Bowl is betting. There obviously has always been a lot of sports betting, but there's the really big thing on this game is sports betting. And so usually, like, they bet on who's going to win. Right. And they bet on everything, anything you could think of betting. The one of the big things they're betting on this game is whether the coin toss at the beginning of the game will be heads or tails. That's one of the huge bets at the sports bet book things. And because I have looked up a lot of things on sports bettings, that is the only thing I'm getting ads for now on all of my Instagram and searches i only get sports betting ads it's kind of obnoxious but it's kind of funny too i don't bet on sports but that's the only targeted ads i get because i've done a lot of reading about it well you were searching for it all week you were probably looking like a super fan i probably was so out of the coin tosses in the past 56 super bowls and 
to history of Super Bowls, 27 have been heads and 28 have been tails. And so it's a big will it or won't it? Will it be heads? Will it be tails? People are on the edge of their seats. One of the coins for the Super Bowl actually went into space. They must have flipped it really hard. (laughs) Yeah, they flipped it really hard. No, before the coin was tossed for the Super Bowl, it flew in one of the space shuttles. That's one of the, the facts that I learned. There you go. Now you know. You can impress all your friends that at your party tomorrow. That coin had to take a long... It, they took the long way to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, it did. It's a, it's a big deal, the betting. And because the, the teams are from Cincinnati and California, a lot of the bets are coming from Ohio. Ohio is a big source for betting. Why Ohio? Because... Oh, (laughs) is one of the teams possibly from, I wasn't thinking of that. No, I was thinking like, okay, like if it was Nevada, Las Vegas is there. There's lots of gambling there. I was thinking because of the context of betting that you were going to say that there was some kind of big betting hub in Ohio, but Ohio is betting big for their team. Yes, Ohio has legalized sports betting. So they have a lot of bets coming in from Ohio Hmm. for who's going to win, and they have money on their team to win. I wonder how that compares of of people from the other home state if they're betting at an equally engaged level. Who knows? Some people say that there's been $1 billion legally wagered on this Super Bowl. I think it's probably because legal sports betting has just become a thing in some states. That makes sense. Well, you know, a lot of firsts for the Super Bowl wasn't like one of the early ones they had like one of the first rocket packs or something like that. The first Super Bowl halftime show, they they did. They had a rocket. They had two two guys, I think it was guys. They had two people with rocket jet packs on their back they also had 300 pigeons at the first one they had 300 pigeons <laughs> had 300 pigeons on purpose it wasn't an accident they on purpose and the uh the the band the marching band from the university of arizona played songs from gone with the wind i like marching bands i know you do i knew you wouldn't <laughs> like that and they they marched in formation. One of the formations they made was two stick figures, like kind of holding hands, I guess, as much as stick figures could. It was kind of quaint compared to, to today's halftime shows. You can look it up on YouTube. You can't see any clips from the game, but you can see the full halftime show. So it's they recorded there. the halftime show, but not the game itself. I think probably the game is just not... Maybe the footage is missing. Yeah, you can't. I couldn't find footage from the game. Now, you know, you probably are wondering at this point, what about refreshments? Um, Do you know what kind of tea football players drink? Penalty. Oh. All right. That's joke number two. All right. (laughs) That's, That's a good one. Well, as you know, Nicole, 
high score, low score, there has to be winners and losers to every single game. Obviously, there's perks for the winners. Do the losers get anything other than to be able to say that they came in second? Yes. Both the winners and the losers get a ring and money. So everyone goes home with something. The winners go home with a fancy trophy, the Lombardi trophy. I think it's the Vince Lombardi trophy. Yes. They just call it the Lombardi trophy, but Vince Lombardi. Tiffany and company makes it. It's sterling silver and it costs $50,000. It's the most expensive sports trophy in history. And it weighs seven pounds, in case anyone wants to know that. Snazzy. Yes. And the winners also go home with a ring. And what's really funny about these rings is that they're made by Jostens. So if y'all have a high school ring at home, you have a ring made by the same people who makes the Super Bowl ring, which I just find hilarious that they don't pick an expensive fancy jeweler to make the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, they they use Tiffany's for the trophy, but not the rings. No, I one year one team wanted Tiffany's to make the rings, but apparently Jostens. Jost, is that how you pronounce it? Jostens. That's how I pronounce it. I, it could be wrong, but. I would want a Tiffany. Nothing against Justin's. You know, they make fine rings and everything. But I, I would kind of want a Tiffany ring if, right. if I was a an athlete like that. Because you know Tiffany is going to, like, bling it out and make it look amazing. Right. So, right. The Super Bowl rings are made by the same company that makes the high school class rings. I didn't get into that high school class stuff, but... If you have a class ring, you also have a ring made by the Super Bowl people. That's very exciting. You're in good company, standing right. on the shoulders of giants. So each winning team gets 150 rings per victory. Whoa, that's a lot of rings. I know, fancy. And each losing team gets 150 rings. It's like the Oprah of ring, and you get a ring, and you get a ring. Exactly. It's kind of nice that the losing team gets a ring. So the NFL pays for for the rings. They cost about $1,500 per ring, depending on what they want on it. And the team gets to decide what they want. And, yeah, they design it, and there you go. Kind of cool to be able to have a takeaway artifact or something like that. I know some people, if they hit financial problems, they auction their rings off or they sell them. But being able to have an artifact for some from an event like that seems pretty cool. Right. It's a nice little perk because you did make it to the championship game and that's what the super bowl is i did not realize this the super bowl is the culmination of the all of the football games of the year i did not know this i just thought it was another 
game because they have event. so many it's like games. the grand championship it it's is. a big deal right if you had best of the best right if you had a a chart like a uh a chart where all the teams that got smaller and smaller and smaller a bracket I a think bracket they call that. <laughs> thank you if you had a bracket this would be the last two teams on the bracket did not realize the final countdown yes this is the final of the final countdown so they also get money. They get a cash prize. They do. Do they, they also get like an all expense paid uh, vacation to the Caribbean or some kind of wonderful place? It sounds, these guys put themselves through a lot of physical pain and yikesness. So being able to get gifts like that. So if you think about it, somebody was being smart about being financially responsible with all of these things because... $1,500 for a ring, not too bad. If everybody got their own trophy, there's only one trophy. Right. But like there's if everybody got their own trophy, that would be a lot more expensive. Right. There's only one trophy. They, so they get a ring, and then the Super Bowl winners take home about $112,000 per player. Whoa. This was in 2018, so... Inflation. Right. Who? I mean, maybe they take home a little bit more. And then the losing team pockets about $56,000 per player. So that's not bad. No, that's not Even bad at all. Even if you lose, you're still putting all that pressure on your brain and you could walk away with a traumatic brain injury and $56,000. I can't watch football. It's just so violent. Yeah. It really to is. To make you cringe or flinch when they hit it's just not a good trade-off it, sorry it's it's really not a good trade-off we're not getting into that right now changing the subject so they have footballs wilson makes the footballs for the game and they make 108 balls per team and it's 54 balls for practice and 54 balls for the game and each ball is individually inspected, and the laces are painted with a special magic paint that deters cheating. I have no idea how this special magic paint works. I have no idea how they are inspected, but apparently this is very serious. And This it's... is where they would cue in the Jerry Bruckheimer montage with the who are you? Ooh, ooh. Like investigating the... Right. Like bring in Horatio Kane with his little kit. I don't know how it's done. Honestly, it's probably kept a secret. And seriously, how would you cheat in football with, with the football? Like put in extra air, put in less air. Well, you know, nature finds a way. I, I don't know. There's probably, yeah, there's probably a way. But they take it very seriously. So there's a lot of footballs, 108 footballs kicking around. That's a lot of footballs. I wonder where they all go afterwards. I mean, obviously, game ball would go to, like, the winning touchdown would go to the team or something like that. I wonder if fans would get to have some of them or right. if the, the commissioner of the NFL has, like, a case of footballs from all of the nine million footballs i don't know he sits know. at a desk shaped like a football and the wall <laughs> behind him footballs. has footballs 
And he's like, oh, I remember this year. That was the best year for footballs. His bed is made out of footballs that he inflates and deflates. Some artist, you know, as part of the coating the ball to make sure that they're not cheating, if you put a black light over it, all of them together, you know, illuminate and make like the pattern of an American flag or something like that. I don't know. It's very serious stuff. Now, in terms of members of the team, do you know why uh, the tiny ghost was asked to join the football team? No. They needed a little team spirit. Oh. (laughs) Nice. That's my three. Those are the, the three jokes that I really liked when I Googled great jokes for kids about football. Okay. I thought it might spice up the podcast a little. Okay. Definitely did. I have contributed. Do I get a trophy? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have one made for you. Yay. So they call it the Super Bowl. Why why Super Bowl versus like the championship or the grand finale? I, like why like, that they really like cereal like that is a super bowl that you have there they used to call it the afl nfl world championship game that was easy to say right they decided that was too long so in 1968 when the kansas city chiefs owner lamar hunt he suggested the name be changed because his kid was playing with a toy, a Whammo Super Ball. And he liked the name, Super Ball. Super Ball is fun to say. So they're like, what if we call it Super Bowl? It's almost like if I had named it, but it is a good name. Right. So they changed it to Super Bowl. That was when? 1968. It took a while to catch on because people were unsure of it. But instead of AFL-NFL World Championship game, which probably, I wouldn't fit on a t-shirt. It would, but you'd have to Typography. It. You'd really have to like kern that type yeah. to make it. You'd have to put it teeny tiny. Yeah. So Super Bowl. Boom. Bob's your uncle. Groovy. So a lot of people care a ton about the halftime show. They do. A lot of people watch it just for the halftime show. Some people think that they have specific performers just to attract a whole new audience into the football game. So they have people like my dad and my uncles watching football, and then they have performers like they have today tomorrow snoop dogg and eminem and mary j blige blige is that how you pronounce that yes. blige to attract you yeah I, I all of those artists are ones that i like right so a whole new group of people they decidedly are not probably the genre of music that i think your dad and uncles and you know, maybe like uncles that grew up in the 90s Probably not, but they don't care about my dad and my uncles. They don't care because they're already watching the football game, so they aren't concerned about... They have to see how it ends, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. (laughs) They want you, who isn't watching the game, to tune in 
to part of the game at least. So it's a whole new audience. That is what some people think, which is a smart way of thinking. So they brought in Jay-Z and his entertainment and sports company, Rock Nation. He paired with the NFL. Is that just for this Super Bowl that they did that? Or does he produce his company produce multiple halftime shows? He has produced multiple halftime shows. There's a there's a story behind it that involves other things that we're not going to discuss because You tease. <laughs> we just aren't going to. And but they brought him in to help out. And so he's brought in different artists and people have been happy, I think. Maybe some people haven't, but so tomorrow they're having Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, which I thought Kendrick Lamar was a basketball player. I had, for those listening, I am not a music fan. I don't like music. I don't listen to music. And you don't like sports. Yeah. So I don't like anything. You do like Netflix. I do like Netflix. I like talk radio. And maps. Yes. I I prefer to listen to talk radio. I don't have anything against music. I just don't prefer to listen to it. Uh, and also Mary J. Blige. Blige? Blige. So those people will be there. And those people are people that Michael likes because he likes music so he's going to it's kind of like a who's who of some of the best rap r&b artists from the 90s and early 2000s it's like i i had people that i work with who told me who was going to be on the halftime show and how excited they were and i got excited about it and i don't really get excited about that. I get excited about video games. I do get excited about music, which I guess is why I got so, you know, woo, oh my God, with this. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited to see them. I mean, I love Dre. I love Snoop Dogg. I love Eminem. I like Mary J. Blige as well. I'm not as familiar with Kendrick Lamar. I know like his, his top, top hits, but I think it's going to be a good halftime show. I might actually try to check it out live to enjoy the show and be able to say I remember when that happened I was there what is your favorite song out of all of these people musicians artists oh that would be really really hard to pick one because I mean any of that so many of them have so many good hit songs I would probably have to say Snoop Dogg's debut album some of the hits on that. Snoop Dogg, it dog. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yeah, Snoop's in the house. So yeah. when were, so these were people who were all popular. Obviously, they're popular now, but these were people who were popular when? Uh, I would say 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm more familiar with the the male artists on it, but um, Dr. Dre was iconic for kind of transforming the overall style of hip-hop and samples and things like that. Um, Snoop was kind of like the G-Funk style, 
also different rhythm, different flow. And Eminem came really towards the end of the 90s, 2000s, and was one of the most legendary Caucasian rappers um, who, you know, typically white people are not known for rhythm and rhyming and those types of clever lyrics. They make great music, just not that kind of music. And he, uh, I think, was like discovered or partnered with Dr. Dre, and he's known for rapping very, very fast and rapping with a lot of personality and style, like, you know, the Slim Shady stuff. All of them, in one way or the other, helped to transform rap and R&B in interesting ways. Hmm. And I think like Snoop, I mean, Snoop is like super, super iconic. I mean, he's friend, been, been on shows with like Martha Stewart. He's been on reality shows. He literally has been in every kind of entertainment thing that you can imagine. And he's like super engaged with his community. I think he actually donates to uh, fund children's football leagues in the neighborhood that he grew up in. So he's like a really good guy and kind of that would be his connection to football I don't know about the other artists yes I only know I mean I know of Snoop Dogg because he's very famous but I know of him because he's a philanthropist and he gives back to his community he donates a lot of money to as you said sporting people in his area he he gives a lot of money he's a very generous man he really is. I actually followed him on Instagram for a while. I don't follow a lot of celebrities, but he has a very funny ad for Bic Lighters with Martha Stewart. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's, I love Snoop. He's pretty funny. He's a funny guy. So big Super Bowl weekend just before Valentine's Day for everybody. Um, we've got our predictions in place. Nicole is predicting that the Bengals are going to win. And I'm sure that she will check in on the score as the game is progressing to see how that prediction fares, aren't you, Nicole? No. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say about football, music, jewelry, architecture, Super Bowls? No. Cool. You heard it here first. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.